This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. I'm really excited for today's topic because um, I love talking about making you guys more money and we have spent a lot of time supporting our community with their pricing strategies and the confidence that comes with pricing your services or the confidence that um, comes when you are appropriately pricing your services or the confidence you need to raise your prices. So I want to help you get paid more, always, always. Um, And the goal here is that we want you to be making more money without working more. Um, And I know this is like this sort of internet promise and get rich quick. This isn't that at all. Like anyone who's in my programs know that, you know, we teach proven strategies, but none of it is like, sign up and just make money without doing anything. It's all um, strategies and systems and processes and sales tactics and things that work, but you still have to apply them and you still have to do the work. But my goal here and the point of this discussion is around, um, you know, PR agency owners, freelancers or whatnot, making more money, hopefully working less or not more. Maybe you have a feeling you're not charging enough. Every time I bring it up, people are like, I need to raise my prices. Um, Or maybe your structure right now is hourly or you're working towards projects also, in my opinion, um, or based on deliverables. And certainly you should not be doing pay to play. I think you know this by now and I'm going to repeat it, but It is totally possible to make more money without adding more hours or additional deliverables or scope. I want you to start to think about the possibility of switching your mindset from freelance to getting you in that agency headspace or, you know, taking that freelance to the next level for you, which for me, the goal is to give you more revenue, more income without like I said, increase of hours or scope or deliverables, don't want you having to work more. And, um, you know, if you want to work with bigger clients, great, but that doesn't mean you should have to. So I'm going to share some of my best tips for building your confidence when it comes to charging rates that reflect the quality of the work that you do. You know, the number one thing, which I hinted to, is shifting to a retainer-based pricing model. Um, tends to be a little more challenging to justify it or get to a higher rate when you position yourself as a freelancer. And promise me, you are going to stay away from hourly pricing and shift to a retainer-based model. I would love for you to also uh, shift away from project-based and deliverable-based. I don't love it, honestly. When you estimate retainer prices based on hourly, you are still getting paid for 
an hourly calculation. And I think the problem there is that a lot of us that are very seasoned um, can pick up a phone or send a quick email and land a great press feature and it doesn't take that long. It's almost like you're being penalized by the efficiencies you are able to implement in your business by having experience and contacts, connections, like the better you get as you go along, the faster you are at getting results um, would mean that you're estimating fewer hours and therefore making less on your retainer. I think in a freelancer context, when you're building your team, they may come at you with a rough estimate of how many hours they might need to um, be able to execute the work for you every month. But I don't want you paying them hourly. I want you to sort of figure out the rate and just keep it at that rate every month, plus minus. Um, you're not paying for my time. You are paying for my skill, my connections, my storytelling. The goal of the retainer model is to help you generate consistent, predictable, recurring retainer revenue every single month. That's the foundation of what I want your agency to provide to you. There's security in that. There's predictability. We have our four pillars, strategy, sales, service, scale. I have all of the content, all of the frameworks, every bit of training you need to know to like master every piece of that. But that is the foundation of consistent, predictable, recurring retainer revenue, basically building up an agency with happy clients, delivering results, having a solid pipeline of your perfect niche down clients that you are going to take amazing care of. They're going to be so happy working with you. They're not going to leave. And if they do leave, it happens. It happens to all of us. You're not going to freak out because first of all, it's not personal. We know that, but you still have other clients on retainer that you're you know, billing every month and you know how much time's on their contracts. We also are going to talk about rolling them into additional services for additional fees. We just go back to our existing clients and add more value, you know, so that's that. But when you're aiming for your retainer contracts, I'm sorry, three months is a project. That's not really a retainer. It's a project. So I want you to aim for at least six months. And you need enough runway to generate results. It's an industry standard. PR is a long game. There's so much that we can um, point to and tell the client to support that. But, you know, telling your client PR is a long game. It's cumulative. It takes time to build momentum. They need to be educated on that because their expectations need to be reasonable and aligned with what they can expect with working with you. Um, you want to explain to them that six months will get you that runway to do your strategy, build your list, send out your pitches and follow up and start to um, generate and land those long lead features. And it will also give you a really good sense and give them a really good sense of what it's like to work with you, how responsive you are, the creative nature of your pitches, like how fun. I mean, honestly, we try to get in and like have fun with our clients. Like we have inside jokes and we make it really fun to work with us. Um, we, we become an extension of their team. That takes time to build all of that and have it all working together. So what I also want you to do is six month minimum contracts. Do not ever do three month contracts ever. It's not enough time. That's a project. 
which means there's going to be scope creep. You're going to start to generate momentum and then it's over. Three months is not enough time. You're building a strategy that takes time. You're gathering assets. You are building a media list. You're crafting pitches. You're following up. Oh, three months is over. Wow. You didn't do anything for me. I paid you for three months and I got nothing. And you're constantly having to look for clients. You're on that hamster wheel of looking and looking and looking. And um, the deal is that we want your contracts locked in. And that's why consistent, predictable, recurring retainer, it's the only way it works is having, you know, six months minimum. But the goal is to also tell your clients that most of your clients are the ones that see the most success go beyond that six month period because they have the best results because PR is cumulative and it's ongoing. And your goal is to keep your clients in the eyes of the media, fresh, consistently featured so that there is momentum and there's a lot of interaction with consumers at their, you know, where they're getting their information or a lot of like touch points with consumers. And that's where real traction happens for clients. It's a really common talking point. Feel free to use it that PR is cumulative. And if you go three months, you're not even getting the ball rolling. You know, you're just dusting off that ball and it's just sitting there. And your client's going to say, what I pay you for? And then you're going to feel like, oh my God, I took the money. I didn't get anything. So I'll just like work another month for free, you know, and it just does not work. It's a project. It's not a retainer. Call it what it is and don't do it. Six months minimum is what I said, right? And then the goal is to roll it into longer contracts. Um, okay. So number one, we swore no more hourly pricing and you're telling clients PR is cumulative. We need enough time quote Nelson on all of the disappointment, they're going to fire you and be like, you did nothing for me. And you're going to feel terrible. And it was set up to fail from the beginning. So just keep that in mind. Two is establish value with your potential client really early in the process. So I don't want you to talk about your work in terms of hours or outputs. I want you to talk about your work in terms of value. Talk about the value that you provide and not the tasks that you're doing. It's the value that you provide. It positions you as a premium provider so that your work can command a, pre a premium fee. You know, this isn't like, um, you know, well, I spend two hours building a media list and then I spend three hours writing a pitch and then I spend six hours sending the pitch. Who cares? I don't care what it takes to get a press hit. I don't care. Just do that work and they just want the value of these outcomes, right? So provide that value immediately, even if you're in your first conversation. You know, for me, value means that I'm on that call and I'm talking to them as if they're already my client. I'm informing them of the way that things work. I'm asking them the right questions to understand, are they press ready? Are they going to be successful? Would we be successful working with them? If I can tell they're not super dialed in to how PR works, what they need to be um, uh, successful right out of the gate, like if they don't know any, if they're a brand with physical products and they don't know about affiliate marketing, you've, you know, they have to get educated by me on that call. I will tell them. And I have had clients say, that 
they got more value out of one conversation, you know, than they got trying to figure things out with their in-house team for a year and a half. One hour on the phone with me and they like solved this, you know, because it's, we're in the trenches doing it every day. We know how it works. And, and the key is I, it is not that you're giving away your strategy, your approach. You're not like giving them so much that they're like, wow, thank you so much. That was informative. We don't need you anymore. The thought here is more like, well, if I get this much information and value just from this one conversation, imagine the value that we'll get from working with them. They know their stuff. They know this industry. Every call I get off, they're like, I can tell you are just really dialed into the industry or you know these niches really well. Like I don't question your expertise and we are on top of like what is happening in this industry. You know, what is, what moves the needle? How are editors working at the moment? What, you know, what gets their attention? Like we are all over that. I get on the phone and I know I'm giving them so much information and, you know, we're not giving away our secret sauce. You know, clients have to pay for that. That's the strategy. That is the actual execution. You know, you're not like, here's how I do it. It's here's what, and then they pay you for the how. They pay you for the result that comes from implementing that, that only you can do, or only you could do your way. Um, the other piece of it is that, this is interesting, but you kind of activate this psychological principle of reciprocity. So when you're serving, you're giving, you're giving value, you do something nice for someone. As humans, we're kind of hardwired to want to do something nice in return. You know, wow, that was really valuable what you gave me. So they're on the phone thinking, yeah, like they just gave all this for free. You know, let's, uh, let's kick it off and we'll give the business. And they gave me something really great. And, and now I'm really like honored to um, offer them a retainer you know, offer them a contract or let them know that we want them to be the, the team. So there is that piece there. You have to strike this balance between demonstrating, you know, your stuff, giving, uh, sharing enough so that they know you're competent, you know, your industry, you're connected, you can get results. You're excited about them. You're excited about their business, their product, whatever it is you're talking to them about. Um, you know, you believe in the company, the entrepreneur, whatever it is. That's, worth gushing over on the phone for sure. But don't give it all away. Keep that secret sauce until they've signed that contract. So keep that in mind. Don't overshare all, don't give it all away, all your strategy, but you can gush, talk a lot about your know-how in the industry, your contacts, your expertise and how it can serve them, how excited you are and all of that. Definitely share your excitement. Um, okay, so number three, as hard as it is, don't share your prices before or during a discovery call, okay? Hear me out. You want to have a conversation with your potential clients about price so that you can align your expectations and make sure they're actually a good fit for you and vice versa. So I don't want you to give standard pricing before a call because then you get on the phone with them and they're like, we are launching 10 new products in the next three months and, um, you know, we want this service da, 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 and you're like, well, that's not at all what I was envisioning. Or you put, um, prices on a website, you're kind of locked to them. Do not. I mean, if you look at any big agency, any agency that's, you know, really, um, 
kind of established and would command a premium, they are not putting their pricing on their website. And I don't want you to either. And avoid giving that price before the call because you're kind of pigeonholed. You haven't even talked to them. You don't know what their needs are. You don't know what their expectations are. You also don't know what a pain in the ass they're going to be. I'm sorry, but sometimes if I'm on the phone and I'm like, wow, this company is going to be a huge pain in the ass, I might honestly double my rate. And if they go for it, great. They just paid a pain in the ass tax and I can staff it accordingly to not have to deal with their nonsense. You know, but, and there's also the other side of it is like, let me have a conversation. And if I'm like, oh my God, I really want to work with this client. Like this would be so awesome for us. Would be pretty easy for our team. They don't have a ton of products. You know, if you have your price on the website, you don't get to have that conversation. That's like, look, let's do this. Let's find a way to make it happen because I know we can do great things for you. And I'm really excited. Like I want to make it happen and I don't want price to be the factor that knocks us out of contention in your decision. Honestly, sometimes we lower our rate to get the, the ones that we have a really good feeling about and we know will um, really bring in the right clients in our niche. Um, and also don't fall into that trap of being pressured on the call. They'll say, well, well what's your rate? You can and you should take the time to craft a detailed proposal after the call with clear pricing or clear breakdown of your rate. Um, not a breakdown in terms of hours or any of that. Um, uh, and I will ask them for their budget. It's usually like, well, what's your price? Well, what's your budget? Well, what's your price? What's your budget? <laughs> Sometimes you're pleasantly surprised when you ask what's your budget and they tell you and it's way more than you would have ever, ever like imagined or thought, you know, and if your price is on your website or you just bark out a price, you are um, going to get pigeonholed if you do that. So, you know, the, the proposal is not like your whole strategy. They don't get that. Again, that's the secret sauce. They don't even get that until until you're retained, but they do get a proposal that is like a capabilities deck and like general overview of like how we're going to approach working together. Here are the services, you know, that sort of a thing. Um, but you need to spend some time when you're not pressured and under the, you know, under the gun to basically come up with a number. And I'm sorry, you shouldn't have a standard rate. Not all clients are the same. Not all clients' needs are the same. Not all um, team time, staffing allocations, launching a brand versus like a company that's been around a long time or like, you know, doing a product launch versus a whole brand launch or implementing certain services. It's all, it's all factors. So number four, set your PR prices based on value too. So don't quote a price based on what you'll do, you know, deliverables, activities, hours, when you price based on these things, it turns your work into a commodity, which erases your unique value and it drives your fee down. So we don't base our fees on deliverables or activities or hours. We price based on outcomes and value. And when the client talks about what they want you to do, reframe the conversation around those outcomes that they're looking for. And then you position your pricing around that. And it's the outcomes that your clients want. And those tasks 
doesn't matter. They don't need to know that you built a list or you have a spreadsheet you're tracking and, you know, like none of that matters. They want outcomes and those outcomes have value. And that is, you know, based on what you talk about with the client, um, what they're looking to accomplish, what are their goals? You know, you've got to have those conversations around goals. So, you know, if you're going to be successful, if you don't know what their goals are, how are you going to be successful? You won't even know if you've met their goals. So when you do know their goals, the outcomes they're looking for, you can then reframe that discussion around um, those outcomes. Okay, yeah. So keep that in mind. Shift your mindset around pricing. This is going to be number five. And, um, you know, this is a huge part of leaping into PR and more importantly, shifting your role from, in your mind, that freelancer, like a, you know, service provider, hourly service provider to an agency owner, it comes, it becomes necessary to shift your mindset. So, so many entrepreneurs and service providers and PR pros, they feel uncomfortable charging what they want because it feels like they're asking for something. You're asking for money for work that you're performing. Like, how dare you? How dare we ask for money for a service we're providing. It feels like you're asking, you know, for something, um, but you're offering and make that mindset shift. You're not asking for anything. You're offering to bring tremendous value to your clients. You're not asking to be hired. You're not looking for a job. You're providing your service and they're seeking your service. So that's a different mindset shift. It is you're offering your services for the fee, just like your hairdresser cuts your hair for a fee, you know, you're a service provider and the service that you provide, just because you provide that service doesn't mean every single person that calls you gets to work with you, right? You are offering your services to clients. You are not asking them, you know, for anything. If they're interested, if you get them on the phone and then you like dazzle them and they want to work together, you're still offering to uh, provide your services for the fee that you get paid to provide those services. So keep that in mind. And six, practice building your confidence surrounding your prices. So you have to say it out loud. You got to spit out that number. Um, it may sound silly, but it seriously works. And you can repeat your pricing yourself when you're on a walk, folding laundry, you're in front of the mirror, you're just saying, um, you know, and you build confidence and poise in explaining your rates to potential clients, whether that's in a proposal or on like a follow-up call when you're going over, you know, and clients may say, hey, is there any flexibility in your pricing? And say, you know, sure, let's talk about it. And perhaps that means that they finally share that budget number with you and, you know, there's things in your proposal you can cut out or you can maybe finagle it a little bit, but um, you are, it's not saying you're discounting your services. It's more like discounting your services would be like, I charge 7,500 a month for our, you know, media outreach services. And the client goes, oh, well, our budget's only 2,500 a month. And you're like, uh, um, okay. 
that's discounting your services. If you say I charge $7,500 a month for media um, outreach services, and they say, oh, you know, we really want to work together, but we went over your proposal and um, it seems like there might be some stuff in there that maybe isn't necessary for us at the stage and maybe after we work together for a little while, we can add in. Our budget's closer to uh, 6000 or 5500 Is there any flexibility in pricing where we can arrive a little closer to our budget? And then I'll trim some nonsense that's not even... Maybe I'll say, you know what, instead of us submitting for awards for you on your behalf, we're happy to keep our eye on any awards. That's a service that you can charge extra for, or that could be one you sort of lop off of your proposal and take a lower retainer and still work with a client that's awesome. And that difference is not, it's not a big deal, right? You're not like discounting your services. For, you're not giving up something for nothing. So keep that in mind, but you've got to get confident. I want to get everybody up minimum to 2,500. I think that's extremely low. I would like to get you up closer to 5,000 a month per client minimum. But if 2,500 sounds like a lot, start there, put it on a post-it, you know, uh, on your mirror. My retainer fees are $2,500 per month um, for a minimum of six months. And put it on the mirror and just say it and get comfortable. Get comfortable just like spitting out that number. It's like no big deal. This is what it is. This is the value we provide. The value we provide to you is worth $2,500 a month for six months. Um, so you build this poise. You build this confidence. You build this um, certainty that you are worth that rate. You've said it enough. Your proposal is going to look awesome, especially if you follow our lessons and stuff we tell you to put in your proposal, the template we give you, the wording, we like everything. It's just easy. I've had people take our proposal template, plop it into Canva, spend four hours one day making it their own, and then it's just done. And then you have this beautiful proposal capabilities deck. Okay. <clears throat> you are going to just crush it and just be like, this is what it costs. Yeah, that's what it is. Love it. Get comfortable. Okay. And then here, you have to step into this role as the agency owner. You're going to build your skills. There's this huge piece of anxiety that surrounds your pricing, your confidence. You know, it's that sort of employee or freelancer mindset. And when you step into this role as an agency owner, you build confidence, you start to shift that mindset towards building something, building an agency um, that you can grow, you can scale if you want, but you can shift away from that um, employee freelancer mindset and start to step into the role as an agency owner and build your confidence, start to shift your mindset towards growing, scaling, creating this predictable recurring retainer revenue in your business. And that means that you are making decisions as if you already have a business like that. You are making decisions, you are structuring it in a way, right away, right out of the gate, so that you have a buttoned up, business with 
proven processes and systems and frameworks. And I have to tell you that shift by having a business you know is working really well. By having a business that has a process for everything, like finding new clients, onboarding new clients, what your proposal looks like, having a contract that's um, ready to go for uh, you know clients, retainer clients, or a freelancer contract, an influencer contract. So if your client wants to start working with influencers, you're going to say, "Oh yeah, like I've got the you know we have a contract we can use and customize and all that." That confidence that comes from having everything buttoned up, having everything in place, having a business that's super buttoned up, that's going to come through in how you're presenting your services. That's going to come through in demonstrating the value you're providing to your clients. That's a huge mindset shift. You have made that decision that you're going to create an agency on your terms with clients you love. You're not going to take every single thing that comes your way just because it's your cousin's coworker's sister who has a candle shop on Etsy or she's selling enamel pins on Etsy. If you don't want to work selling candle, you know, pr- promoting businesses that sell candles or enamel pins, don't take that client as a favor. You're taking a step on a stepping stone in the wrong direction. These are the decisions you have to start making as an agency owner. And when you have the, a roadmap that's proven, that tells you what to do and when, how to fill your client pipeline, how to decide what kind of clients you want to work with. Um, And my dream clients are not your dream clients. My background, my experience is not the same as yours, but having a framework that works means you can make it your own. You have these strategies, the resources, um, and then you have that insider expert guidance on how to grow and scale a dream business, meaning one that'll support the kind of life you want to have, one that makes you the kind of money that you want to have, replaces your income at another job or even another career. I make more money in my agency than I ever made as an attorney or that any of my peers are making now as an attorney. This is what the Agency Accelerator is all about. Um, And it's exactly why I created it. It's my signature program. It is my heart and soul. It's awesome. It is so time-saving. It is based on a framework. This isn't just like a bucket of like forms and I'm just like, have fun with these forms. I want to give you guys just that confidence of having a buttoned up business. I want to give you the know-how to just don't even worry about getting your business set up and structured the right way or, or training, you know, it's there for you or it's so, so good. It's more like start to think about what you want that to look like for yourself. I'd love for you to start visualizing your business, you know, start visualizing your dream clients. How does it feel to work with them? This is my framework for you to take it and run with it, make it your own. So you can have your version of having it all, whatever that looks like for you. Um, Thank you so much for being here. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to start, grow, and scale a profitable agency all on your own terms, you should consider joining the Agency Accelerator. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. To achieve your big, scary goals and truly live the type of lifestyle you've always wanted, it's time to join the Agency Accelerator. Inside this incredible program, you'll learn exactly how to structure your PR agency, 
to fill your pipeline with high paying clients and establish a consistent revenue stream so you can run a business that lights you up and that doesn't run you. This program is built around the exact steps that I took to grow a seven-figure PR agency, Generation PR, and now hundreds of other PR professionals around the world have implemented these techniques and strategies to scale their own agencies too. So this stuff works, you guys. Check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune in next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.